Thank you for listening to the Allow Me to Clarify podcast. Whether you are new here or you've been listening the whole time, I genuinely appreciate you choosing this podcast, this episode out of all of the millions out there. And I promise to deliver you some good stuff. So if you don't know, this is a podcast that really is showcasing people and stories who are not allowing their lives, their energy, their path to be dictated by society and expectations and judgment and fear and doubts. They are really actively choosing every single day to live life on their own terms, out of a heart-centered space, to be open-minded, to be open to possibilities. And I'm personally so inspired by stories like this, and I want to share them with you in case you are as well. These are really the types of stories that helped me to choose that for my own life. And if I can do that for anyone else by sharing these, then it is worth it. So today I think I have a perfect example of somebody who embodies that every single day. Her name is Sway Jiti and she is truly just kind of the definition of an entrepreneur through and through. I think um, just the fact that she's got literally like six businesses. They're all thriving. She has for about a decade at this point. She's a psychologist. She's been a best-selling co-author. She has a media production agency. She's an oracle. She's a podcast host. She does networking events. Like truly, I think her word that she's chosen is the the perfect word to encapsulate what that is. And it's a multi-potentialite entrepreneur. And really that's a part of her work right now. And what we talk about in this episode of how even as entrepreneurs, when we decide to follow our path, we often find ourselves boxed in. Like you have to have a very specific niche or you have to do things in this way or market in that way or really not scatter your energy all over the place. And to an extent, yes, but I think Sway is really breaking out of that paradigm and showing us how we can do all the things and do it well, and do it in alignment with ourselves without burning out. So I love this conversation. It's so real. It's so raw. We kind of just go there with no parameters, my favorite types of conversations. So I hope you guys love this, especially entrepreneurs out there. I know you guys are going to find this one super supportive. So enjoy. I will stop talking now. Here is the episode. way. Thank you so much for being here today. We just chatted for literally probably 20 minutes, no joke, before we pressed record. So we hit a point where we were like, okay, we probably should start recording this because we're just vibing already. So thank you for officially being here. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Oh my God. Every single time we speak, it feels like I'm speaking to someone that I've known for a while. And it's like catching up with a friend after many years of living like continents apart and being like, oh, so babe, what's going on on your end of the world? But oh my God, it's so amazing to be here. I'm so glad that we're finally reconnecting again and just flowing, literally just flowing. I love that. Agree. Agree. We're just a couple projectors living our lives, <laughs> vibing off of one another and it shows. And I absolutely love it. Um, just for a very quick background, I met Sway because we were months ago going to do a podcast exchange, you know, as the universe does, it gave us what we actually needed at that time, which was 
you know what? Sway, I'm. she was hosting a, a summit coming up within a couple of months of when we met. And she said, actually, let's do that. Can you be a speaker at the Abundance and Success Code Summit? And I said, absolutely. That sounds incredible. Um, it was an amazing experience. We both were just chatting about how much has shifted in our lives and in our businesses since then. So I definitely want to touch on that. And now here we are months later recording the actual podcast episodes because our lives are in such a different place. Our businesses are in such a different place now than they were then. And I think that's exactly why it happened that way because now we have such different things to share about than we would have at that time. (laughs) Yeah, and it feels like, you know, it was everything that we kind of went through together. I felt like it was prep work, (laughs) prep for these conversations, because I genuinely feel like there's so much more wisdom that we both have to share from a place of like, oh, I understand this wisdom plays in this part and this part and this part. And I I feel like there's just so much more alignment, you know, with the words that we're speaking, the words that we're bringing forth. It's not like it wasn't there before, but there is a newfound passion you know, almost like honeymoon phase, but you know, this honeymoon phase is going to stick for a really long time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is so spot on. It's hard to articulate, but it it really is. It's, we were kind of touching on this before we pressed record and just talking about the ebbs and flows, that roller coaster you ride as an entrepreneur of yes, business and busyness, but also motivation, creativity. And when we try to just force things that aren't fully ready yet. Like they're right, they're right there beneath the surface. And that can be one of the most frustrating things. Cause you know, that transition is coming. You know, that creativity is like, it's right there at the cusp of where you're at. And I feel like we were both kind of in that place several months ago, but it wasn't fully formed yet. And now we're, we're here and we're riding that wave. And I so agree. Like, it's not like it wasn't there, but now we're it's fully formed and we can actually speak to it more. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I find so fascinating. So for context that I shared with you already, before we came into the space, when the summit happened, I was in a completely different space. And then after the summit, I went into full mode cocooning with my daughter. And in that space, there was so much reflection going on because I... I'm usually known as Jill of all trades, master of most. And I didn't feel like that. I felt so out of alignment with what I was actually known for. And every conversation I was having was like, oh, so you're doing that and that and that, but you're this. And it felt like the wound from my corporate days of just being known for this. So in my corporate days, I was a special educator and I love my job. I've always been about teaching and teaching and teaching. And I think that's kind of part of the play as a projector. And um, for me, that was a beautiful, beautiful time. But there was this big wound around, I'm not just a teacher. I'm not just a special educator. I'm not just a psychologist. I've got so much more to the wisdom that I'm bringing forth. And so after the summit, when these conversations are happening, I just realized that I'm not feeling in alignment with the fact that I want to be label-free. It again brought into question what freedom meant for me. And it was so, so incredibly necessary. I had to let go of so many of my high-end clients. And the conversation with my husband at that time was very interesting. And all of almost all my other um, 
friends who were in the industry, they were like, so you were stepping away from something that's working. And it was the same thing, the same moon that had happened when I was leaving my corporate job. I was about to say, I know that's that conversation. That's exactly what it was like leaving the corporate world. Wait, you're stepping away from all this stability and something that isn't quote unquote broken? Why? Exactly. Exactly. And I felt the difference that I felt was when that happened about a decade or so ago, it was, it was, it kind of exhausted me out. I felt very scared to have that conversation. I felt like I was not prepared to answer the questions. But today, when that shift had happened after that summit, I felt so relaxed. I felt like there is no need for me to over-explain the steps that I'm taking. There is no need for me to over-project the projection of whatever is going to come because I just know that this is my next level. I just know that this is what realignment is. This is the kind of realignment I need right now. And that came from a recognition of it's okay. It's okay for me to, you know, there's a saying that you're healing towards any particular theme in your life. It's it, it it's not going to be a one and done stop. It's going to have multiple different faces at multiple different times of your life for you to just better understand the different perspectives of that, you know, particular wound. And for me, when this happened, I was like, okay, this realignment is needed because again, I'm questioning what my freedom looks like. And to bring that realignment back, the biggest things that came into focus was how much me not serving myself to the point that I wanted to serve myself was also me not serving to the best that I could serve the people that I was already working with. And I had some really brutal conversations with some of my clients that I had to let go They were like, but you know what? I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm like, I get it. And I totally honor and love the relationship that we've cultivated and things that we're doing. I need to fucking up-level myself so I can help you up-level yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, back then, just when my friends, when I had first left my corporate corporate job, they were like, this doesn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense to my clients. (laughs) It did not make sense to my clients. It was heartbreaking, but I just knew that this heartbreak was going to be so freaking beautiful. And fast forward to today, I've onboarded those clients again, and we're just jamming the fuck out on the evolution that they're on because of the evolution I've tapped into. Yes. And I I love that even though they didn't understand, clearly since you're working with them again, you had created that trust, that level of trust with them that they knew that, okay, I don't really get what's going on here, but when she is ready, I'm ready to let's keep going. Let's do this. And I, I also just want to say a couple things came to me while you were talking about that, like from the projector side, I just can't let this go unsaid because I think this is one of the least talked about things with projectors, but it's so real being one and you just articulated it through an example we are designed to be recognized. One of the most annoying things as a projector is when you're being recognized for something you don't want to be recognized for. Or it's like the the quote unquote, not the full picture, the wrong projection, whatever you want to call it. But like kind of what you were just talking about, I'm not just a teacher. I'm not just an ex. I'm not just a whatever you are projecting this image of me as. I am so much more than that. And it can be one of those times where the recognition we're getting becomes more of a frustration than it is a compliment. 
And I experienced that so much in my corporate job, especially at the end where like, this sounds just so annoying to say out loud. Like, yes, I appreciate and respect the fact that I was getting recognized. And it's really frustrating when it's like, you feel like your actual genuine strengths and gifts are kind of being um, overlooked for just things that are useful to other people that you're getting recognized for. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad you brought this up because it is kind of one of the un, um, like you said, underrated conversations when we talk about projectors because we tend to be having this, you know, when I speak of like projectors, the very aura that we have, other than what's written on paper, is the fact that we just have this insight into seeing the multiple different directions things can go. And with that comes something I call passion languages, which is like when we explore a passion or we explore a particular directory or trajectory, we kind of get gifts from them. And those gifts are not necessarily our, you know, first most gifts or things that we're extremely passionate about or want to be seen for. But at the same time, those gifts kind of, you know, take these routes to help us be seen for what we really want to be seen for. But it's so sad when we aren't. And it kind of, you know, boomerangs back to, no, but this gift. And then it kind of brings the conversation to, I I remember feeling this when I was having that moment of shift. I don't want to be seen or visible for just what you think I'm capable of. I don't want to be praised or affirmed of all the things that's amazing or not amazing just through your lenses. And I think with projectors, we need to feel that before anyone else feels that about ourselves. We need to give ourselves that affirmation affirm that with ourselves, be seen within ourselves before we can seen, be seen for anyone else. Like I, in human design, I have a very defined self-center. <laughs> so for me, that's like exponential. When I have these conversations with my clients, I re- I remember being like, I just know what I'm doing <laughs> because I genuinely do know what I'm doing and I'm very intuitively led. So I'm like, I know that this is going to be the right space for both of us when I come back to this space. But in between those conversations, when there's a questioning of, are you sure? And I did have moments of scarcity, like, oh my God, am I going to burn bridges and, you know, kind of go back to, and it's been 10 years. I've been an entrepreneur with six different businesses for 10 years. And that fear always comes back, Uh especially when you're put in the spotlight of, but you're just good at this. You want to leave all of this and go? I'm sure you feel that too, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like to that point, I have a completely open, not just undefined identity center. So I'm the opposite end of that spectrum. (laughs) I am always like, where the hell is my compass pointing right now? I can't really get a gauge on it. Um, Mm -hmm. I have come to love it. I initially definitely was like, oh, this is the source of all my problems. When I found human design, I was like, I I instantly saw that part of myself and I could see the shadow side of it for sure of like, yeah. oh, you have no idea who you are. You have no direction in life. You kind of just do wherever, like whatever and wherever the wind blows you, you just kind of are whoever you're with. All of those have a truth to them. And there's also such an upside to it as well. It's like, there's I think just like with a defined identity center, like there's always going to be both ends of that spectrum. And I think that's kind of the beauty of human design is like, if you don't look at 
it as something to box you in, it can be so freeing. It can literally, you can see it in either way. You can see it as something that boxes you in into being a specific type of person, or you can see it as like the ultimate permission slip to liberate you to just do whatever the hell you are led to do at any given time. I'm so freaking lonely. I mean, like with an undefined self-center, like you're like a dandelion. (laughs) You know, you're literally like a dandelion. Sure, the wind takes you here and there, but you're so freaking potent (laughs) with everything that you're spreading out. And I feel it's the same with those that do have a defined self-center. We're also dandelions in our own ways. Uh Once we're rooted, we wait until we completely blossom to then be taken away to the winds and flow. I love, love, love the intuitivity. I, I, I always have conversations with people that are, you know, speaking of human design, gene keys. And I love the fact that you can look at human design, no matter how many times you come back to it, all these tools, human design, astrology, all of these, yep. you can always come back to it with a different perspective and it will always blow your mind. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah. It's one of those things I tell people it is so deep. It is so complex. It's so nuanced that I really love to get that bird's eye view of just understanding high level of as much as I can so that then I just go live my life. And then you have that, that distant little aha moment memory in your brain of, Oh, this feels like it's maybe an example of that one thing that I read in my chart. That's when you go down the rabbit hole because all Mm -hmm. the dots are going to be so much easier to connect around that specific, whatever it is, gene key, identity center, like whatever topic it is, like it's going to make so much more sense because now you have a tangible real life example that you can tie to it. But it's just knowing enough that it's like when you want to go down the rabbit hole, you have that trigger (laughs) of a memory to lead you down it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, another example that I love is that. So in my, um, my splenic center is defined because I'm a splenic projector. Yep. <laughs> and I have this gate, uh, gate 18, the gate of improving. Mm-hmm. And when I initially stepped into it, I was like, so is it that my intuition is always led by this um, incessant need of wanting to be better? Is that what's leading my intuition? That was my first thought when I had come into human design the first time. But reasonable first thought. Yeah. Yeah, it is, right? That's what it sounds like based on the name. Exactly. But now when I look at it, it it literally just makes me feel that it's just an addition to the way I view my compass, the way I view my North Node. It's just another trigger point for me to be like, oh, okay. So whenever I sense that there can be an improvisation or there can be a better redirection or realignment, it's just easier for me to tap into it because Mm -hmm. that's what I'm designed to do, right? You don't stay sitting in your own shit for too long, basically is how I interpret that gate. (laughs) You have the awareness before most people would and not just the awareness, but the willingness to adapt and shift the situation. You're not just going to let it be just because it's working. You're going to say, you know what? It can be better. Just because it's good doesn't mean it can't be better. And it doesn't mean I'm throwing this out the window. It means I'm just evolving. (laughs) It's a natural progression. Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of has been my journey like that, even like where I'm at right now. I've not burned anything down, which was my biggest fear because that's what I had to do when I left corporate. Mm -hmm. But now with everything that I've been through as an entrepreneur for like a decade now, everything has been encompassed. 
everything. I've not burned a single bridge. I've not left behind a single thing, obviously, other than the things that weren't working. (laughs) But everything has just become beautifully tied into what I'm bringing forth and extremely passionate about, which goes back to my evolution that I'm in right now, which is being fully committed and devoted to tap into my expansion as a multi-potentialite. So yeah, I'm loving this journey. I'm loving it for you. I'm loving it. For, I'm loving watching it. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I, I want to talk about that because, okay, first of all, I just have to say this before I forget because it's just like glaring in my mind. It makes total sense that you had people not understanding what you were doing during this transition, like having the conversations with clients, having the conversation with your partner, like all these things. And and you literally being like, I don't even have to over-explain because I don't even even necessarily know what's to come yet when you had those conversations. That's like the most splenic projector thing I've ever heard. It's that I always tell people like the way that that hits, you can speak to this probably better than I can being one yourself is I don't know why I just know. It's like like the phrase that I hear in my head when I see that as your authority. It's just like, I don't know. It's just, I just know it's what I need to do. I have no um, reasoning yet. Stay tuned. Oh, girl, that is so bang on. I literally had a whole conversation with myself about my self-worth around that. And I had to come to the ultimate understanding that my self-worth will, my self-worth wound will always come to the point of me just knowing it is not good enough because of the narratives that I've, you know, kind of lived through before. But at the same time, I just have to fucking expect, accept that this is what I know and eventually everything will fall in place. And for me, the biggest motto in my life has been do it. <laughs> it will all flow because my wisdom from within just knows and my body is just getting accumulated and adjusting to that wisdom that's flowing through. And that's been my thing like for fucking ever because ever since I've been young and like there's been this thing where things just came easy to me. I just knew how things would go and I would do it, but it wouldn't make sense to me. And everybody else would be like, oh, what? Like literally, I went to an Ivy League university. I went to University of Cambridge and nobody fucking expected me to go there. Um, And literally, I wanted to, I was 15 when I was like, I am going to go into an Ivy League university. I don't fucking care because I know I got that. And everybody around me was like, you know, it's a waste of potential. You should just roll into another university. You don't have to wait for it. Not many people get into it, yada, yada, yada. But my specific reason was I wanted to double majors because I don't want to be lifted. I don't want to be put into a box. I want to have multiple opportunities open for me as I evolve. And everybody around me was like, no, people usually specialize. People usually do this Why you got to do that. And I'm like, just no. I just don't. (laughs) Little did I know. And University of Cambridge doesn't usually allow double majors. Um, It's very specific, specific students. And um, yeah, I happen to be one of them. And it's one of my biggest prides till date, you know. And I remember when I had sat with that, no matter how many people were telling me it's a waste of potential, you're being lazy or you're not doing it right or blah, 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 blah. But I'm so grateful that little me just knew. And he was like, fuck everything else. Because, you know, I'm going to flow with my intuition. The physical reality of it will shape accordance to my intuition. 
Mm-hmm. I did that. And hey, you know, that's how I got my overseas first overseas job. That's how I kind of got here. And I'm I'm literally the epitome of being a splenic projector. I literally just sit back. I get the ding, 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 ding. We got to do this. The logic always follows later. Yes. And aligned splenic projector. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just clarify, because I think that's a difference right there. Like that's <laughs> That's huge. And I just feel like that's exactly why where you're at right now, you were able to get those clients back. That goes back to what I was saying earlier of so much of being an aligned splenic projector is having built that trust in the relationships around you so that they're not, even when they don't understand what you're doing, because let's be clear, they won't because you barely even do (laughs) in the moment. Yeah. They trust that you'll get there and they trust that it will make sense in due time. And Mm. that is such a huge thing that I think differentiates splenic projectors specifically of feeling like they can trust Mm. that intuition and feeling like they have to disregard it and go with the quote unquote logical or reasonable way of doing things. Because it's like, if you think everyone around you isn't going to understand what you're doing, you're going to have no support. You're going to have no trust you're going to have to burn everything down, kind of like what you're saying. That makes it a hell of a lot harder to trust that inner voice within you. So you've like been building that and strengthening it and developing that trust yourself with your inner voice. And I feel like whether, whether you feel like this or not, like the way that you've just shared that story, it sounds like the people around you have, have learned to consciously or not trust your connection with your inner wisdom as well. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like it was a rocky road from the very beginning. The way I cultivate relationships, and I think this is, first of all, thank you for bringing up this window of conversation because I feel like a lot of people don't speak about it. As an entrepreneur who's been in the space of, you know, multiple different ventures, I have seen so many trends, so many ebbs and flows. And one thing that has remained true for me is I bring depth to the relationships. I am a big, big believer that I cannot just have conversations for the sake of conversations, for the sake of a sale, for the sake of a client, for the sake of this, for the sake of that. And I am I'm also a big believer that I need to allow my intuition to show up for itself. I, As much as I know that my intuition is a big part of who I am, it's also this very separate thing on its own that's kind of leading the chariot of my life, which sometimes is wonderful. Sometimes it confuses me. Sometimes it's wondrous. Sometimes it's a mystery. But I have allowed over time in my relationships for that intuition to actually show up for others. So a big example is my husband. When we first met, (laughs) he was just a little wildered about like, oh, this is a wacky woman. I don't even know what she's about. But as our relationship progressed, as a projector, there's a lot of times I had to learn the separation between I shouldn't push my idealisms. I shouldn't push my, even though I know that this trajectory would be better for this person, I'm not trying to push that on that person. And I would just have open conversations with my husband and be like, listen, this is what I'm feeling. And I'm just putting it out on the table. It's up to you if you want to consider it. It's up to you if you don't. And that honesty, that transparency 
I have kept that up with every single relationship I cultivate. I don't hide anything. So if, for example, if I'm, hop- if I'm hopping on a call like this, I'm not afraid to go like, hey, I actually have a seven-month-old daughter who has not gone to bed yet and I'm going to hop in. And it's these little things. And over time, what I've noticed is that me being completely authentic in the present moments where I'm connecting with these people in multiple different ways is just an epitome of me being me. And that kind of goes back to my intuition kind of taking front and center, like, hey, this will benefit the relationship. This will bring depth to the relationship. This will bring character to the relationship. Allow it to be. Because there are many times, you know, when I have conversations with people who are not in my space yet, that kind of make me feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't tell them about the fact that my daughter hasn't gone back to sleep or or the fact that this happened or the fact that I have had ebbs and flows. But my intuition comes forth and they're like, you know what? Bear it all. There's nothing to hide. Obviously, there are times that there are nuances to how much I share, but my intuition has always taken that front and center. And I have learned to trust my intuition as a separate energetic source entirely while also accepting fully that it's an extension of me. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. To me, what what I'm hearing when you share about that too is so much of that is honoring yourself and honoring your intuition, of course, as well. And I think in terms of relating to other people, it just becomes so apparent when you have this consistent way of honoring yourself that you are also that much more likely to honor them as well. Yeah, That respect, when you can respect yourself to that level and be totally honest, which I, I also want to be clear about because I feel like this is what you're saying. And it's it's not about just like word vomiting and bearing it all yeah. and literally having to tell everybody every detail of your life. It's so much more about when you are presented with the choice, which we are a thousand times every single day, do I need to put a mask on to have this conversation? Or can I just share this piece of information and just be honest about where I'm at right now? Doesn't mean you have to like give the whole backstory. It's just (laughs) sharing honestly versus putting a mask on and being something that you're not. Yeah. In that moment, which you totally do. You do the authentic thing every time that I've interacted with you at least. And it just, it's almost like that permission slip for the other person to know that they can do it as well, which Mm -hmm. I think is huge. And I also think as part of the role of being a projector, like there is kind of a permission slip element there where it's like, I'm, I'm doing this. Do you have a six in your profile? Uh, no, I'm, I'm a two, four. Okay, I, I was going to say, that would, I was like, that, <laughs> no, two, four. <laughs> that, that, it would have just added to that, I feel like, if yeah. you did, right? But it, it's just like that that permission. Now I feel like, you know, if I'm not feeling 100% or I feel like the vibe is going to be off if we record, like if we have something booked, like I don't feel the fear to say that to someone like you who does honor themselves. Why can I not honor myself back as well? Which I think, you know, Unfortunately, a lot of us have to be reminded of that by seeing somebody doing that. No, you're so right. I mean, for me, my biggest part, I'm my brand, right? And when I'm speaking to anyone, I'm representing myself. And am I really representing myself if I'm not being me? Right? This is always the question that comes to me. Am I being true to myself if I'm being authentic to my brand? Am I authentic 
to everything that I'm putting out there if I'm hiding behind a mask. And for me, masking is such a different thing altogether. I'm autistic. And all my life, I've been told I'm high functioning. (laughs) And it's exhausting. You know, it's Mm -hmm. exhausting to be in conversations where I have to play a certain character to make the other person feel safe. When I know in my heart, truest of true hearts, that that's not what it means to be human. And I think that kind of goes back to being human when you allow yourself. For me, a biggest thing, a big thing about my brand is ethicality, integrity, and just holding the deepest of safe spaces. And you can't create that deep, deep space, a safe space if you're not even having the gate open. You can't just take someone and whoop, here you go. This is the safe space. You got to have little channels slowly by slowly open up so that they feel invited and safe enough to enter them there themselves. Like one of the things that I talk about is in my content, I do not talk about, I don't speak to the pain points. I just hate that. I don't talk about, you need to be healed from this. I don't talk about, there is this problem there, or this is why this is not working yet, yada, yada, yada. Because I just feel like, we are so fully aware of things that are not working in our lives. We're fully aware of what we need to heal. We're not dumb. We're very aware, intelligent beings, right? And there's a level of disempowerment when you constantly remind that in, in like multiple different ways. And social media is already such a overwhelming space. I took the conscious decision that I want to be integrated to be connected to my integrity I want to be connected to my inner child. I want to be connected to the ethicality. I want to be connected to my intuition every single way that I can. And that has allowed me to bring depth. That has allowed me to bring transparency. And that has allowed me to create a safe space between one-on-one conversations or one-to-many conversations. And that is how I I was able to get my clients back after the shift. Yes. You know? So yeah, that's that's kind of my perspective on just being yourself enough to the point that you you accept your self-worth. Your self-worth doesn't have to be this big aspect of like, oh, just because this comes easy to me, that's, you know, it's got to be hard. There must be a catch to it. Mm-hmm. No, that's you. And that's that's always going to be you. There is no catch to you being you. And if you make people feel empowered, inspired, loved, cared for, keep at it. Just fucking keep at it. That's part of you. And that's part of you that allows them to feel safe enough to come back to you or continue nurturing the relationship with you, right? Yes, 100%. And I feel like that's had to have been part of the the reasons that you have been such a, you know, quote unquote, successful entrepreneur. We all, we, you know, we hate that word. We love that word. Cause it's like, <laughs> what the hell does it even mean? It means whatever you want it to mean. Let's be clear. Yeah. Um, but why you have been able, I should say to just be an entrepreneur through and through since day one, I mean, to your point, you, you have like 10 things going on at any given time, but at the same time, it doesn't, at least from the outside, it doesn't appear to be scattered and sprinkled in like 16 different directions. Kind of like what we were talking about before we pressed record, like there is that common thread between all of it, where at the end of the day, you are just this like extremely potent connector of people and inspirer of people. Oops, sorry. Um, little reminder coming through on my computer. Uh, you're just like, you have this ability to, there's your 
two, four, I guess, like the four is coming into play. Like you literally know intuitively that one of your greatest gifts is connecting people and connecting the dots within yourself as well. And I think that's been so cool to be a part of from my seat, but also to just watch how you're just this like master networker who I don't even know how to articulate it properly, but it's a really powerful thing. And to your point, it's like, know that that's something that comes naturally to you and easy to you. And it doesn't have to be this like big giant thing that you monetize into a business. It can be like six different businesses that utilize this skill because you also like doing other things. (laughs) Yes. You're so right. No, absolutely. I mean, first of all, thank you. I really appreciate, I feel seen. Okay. This is, this is my protector that loves this vibe of like, okay. I I see you. (laughs) Yes. I see you. I feel you. I feel that for me specifically, no matter what I'm doing, I mean, I have date 13 in my sub center, <laughs> the gate of the listener. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of like adds to the whole play of uh, me being really invested in relationships um, oh, yeah. in various levels, right? And um, for me, like very recently, I had this conversation with someone who was like, who was one of my connections, new connections. And they were like, oh, I'm starting this venture and blah, blah, blah. And I always have this perspective. And I think this is this is kind of where I've noticed that my the way my mind works is very different to a lot of people that I've seen or have conversations with. I never look at something right off the bat as, oh, now let me just jump in and be like, oh, let me offer this or offer that or offer that. I'm I'm just so into the conversation and I'm so into the direction that they're taking, the flow that they're taking. I'm like, wow, 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 wow. And it just feels so potent to be in their energy. So when they were speaking about like, oh, I'm starting this venture, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so amazing for you. And the next thing they're like, oh, would you be able to help me with this right off the bat? And I think that's a big projector win for those who know it, know it, (laughs) right? Like talk about an invitation. Like that is quite literally exactly what we want. (laughs) Exactly. And this person, when we we were going through her entire theme of Bob. And I wasn't even coming from a place of like, oh, you know, I'm going to share an offer with you. We were just like, oh, what are you up to? And I think she just felt so empowered because I was connecting to the words that she's saying and the vision that she was bringing forth. And then she was like, girl, you have me in bed. (laughs) Like, can we do the whining and dining now? And I'm like, let's do it. We skipped a step. (laughs) We've connected intimately. Let's take a step back and learn each other's names. Yeah. And it's so beautiful to be like invited into that space. And when I was in this space, one of the things, again, the way I approach these things are that I just want to be so connected to what the person is saying. And if there's a way that I can support, I'm sure they will see it. Uh-huh. If not, I'm sure there will be a way that in the way I'm speaking and carrying myself, that it will come forth that I can support them. Or I will find another way that they can be supported. You know, it doesn't have yes. to be me. And I think that's a big thing that I had to come across as well. Like as a projector for a really long time, I was like, oh, why can't I do this? Or why? And I could, right? I could. I think but, that's that's the key. It's like, just because you can doesn't mean you're the one to do it. Exactly. And my intuition would always tell me, like, I would hear this voice that this person would be great for this. Go recommend them. And then there would be like my inner child 
who didn't get all that love growing up, like, why not me? And I'm like, and then, you know, have to like reparent and bring focus that I am loved, I'm worthy. And this is just not for me because there's realignment coming into the space. And it's always worked out. Uh So this person came through for me, but I still recommended her to someone else. And we're both working with her now. And it's amazing, abundance going through, through and through. And it just feels great. And on this, on the note of that, like literally another one of my connections, I think you've already met her, Alara. Yes. She was like, yeah, she was like, oh, Sway, I'm looking for speakers. And I'm like, I know people. <laughs> and I recommended you. And she was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> and I feel like for me, whenever I connect with people, I'm not just connecting like, oh, you know, this person would be great for this. Like I've known you for a while, Claire, but I, I've not had so many conversations with you, but I just oh. know you. To the point that, okay, I know that she has great things to talk about. She's got great wisdom and I see her, I feel her. And I think that needs to be out there in the world, whether it's in the capacity of X, Y, or Z. And a lot of times that has been my success to an entrepreneur. I just don't look at something, you know, in that objective manner of like, oh, is this monetizable? Is this not monetizable? It's just come from the place of how can I support this? How can I let this flourish? How can I bring my skills to bring this to flourish or bring this person to flourish? How yes. can I add to their journey? How can yeah. I maximize the potential of, yeah. of you and me? And does it necessarily have to be through me? No, not every time. And and I love that you just brought that up because that was instantly one of the things that I recognize as a differentiator with you and appreciated in our literal first conversation because it's you're right. It's not the norm and it's apparent. And I think something that projectors, yes, we're meant to be recognized. I think we also, it's because we have the gift of recognizing other people. We have the gift of seeing and hearing people. And so what you're doing is like so spot on to that. You're seeing people and you're connecting people through those connections that you do have and the network that you have built up. And I think whether you end up ever working with them, you know, one-on-one or in any capacity or not, people are going to want to stay connected with you because they know that you're probably going to bring them some sort of opportunity or aligned connection one way or another just by knowing you and being in communication with you. And that is like, that just magnetizes people to you. That is exactly what attracts them to your energy and to work with you because you literally are presenting opportunities in so many forms. And it's like, none of us know what they're going to be, but we know they're going to be beautiful, whatever they are, because you're going to do it in full alignment because you do see everyone's energy that you interact with at that core level. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, first of all. (laughs) I I do love it. I do love seeing two people that I met from like completely different ends of the world, just connecting together. There's just some magic there that I cannot articulate in words, but it lights me the fuck up. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. because when they're not connected, I'm like, there's things already happening in my brain. I'm like, oh my God, if they have this conversation, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And then when they connect and the magic actually comes through, like, I know I heard one of the podcasts, which was with you and Kayla. And literally Mm -hmm. before you guys connected through the summit, I was like, oh my goodness, these two, if they had a conversation, I know it's going to be magic. And then I heard the podcast like literally yesterday and I was just telling my husband, listen, I predicted this. Okay. This, this, this. And I was like, oh my God. And I just, I was literally cooking and I was smiling. 
And to me, that's what fuels me. I Mm -hmm. feel so passionate about connecting people. And it's not just about connecting. It's just connecting them to the right things, the right people, right resources, right flow. For me, it's all about alignment. How can I bring that alignment? How can I bring that expansion? And that's my brand. And I want to keep, and that's just me being authentic to myself. And if that lights me up, if it lights me up, for fucking sure, it's going to light up every single person who was involved yes. in that space. Absolutely. Well, it I, at that point, I feel like that's exactly what it is. You're not just maximizing your own expansion. You're making sure that it's expansive for everybody else in your network as well, which is just magical. And thank you. Yeah. You've, you've brought multiple of those types of connections in for me and they've been so beautiful. And like, to your point, I would have had no, I probably wouldn't have met these people otherwise. Um, and I think just your, your quote unquote matchmaking abilities, <laughs> like you literally so know like a grandma. <laughs> who, who specifically is going to work with who? Yes. Like it's, it's pretty awesome to, to watch and to be a part of. And I am just, I'm really grateful for my sake and for everyone's sake that you've tapped into this and that you do follow it because it's clearly making a difference. And it, it, uh, it's obvious that it lights you up as well. Yeah, it really does. I sound like sometimes I feel like when I'm telling my husband these things, he's like, what are you getting out of it? I'm like, you don't think like me. You don't, you don't feel like you don't get what I'm feeling. These little tingles that I'm feeling when Mm -hmm. the magic happens, because for me, and maybe it's because I'm autistic, maybe it's the way I'm wired, maybe, you know, how I've been genetically, you know, pushed into this world. It's just that integrally my mission is a lot of people need to feel empowered to move to their next potential and it's not always going to be my voice that they hear that's going to take them to the next level and i am a big believer that if you succeed i succeed and if i succeed you succeed and for me that's kind of been a thing ever since i was young i mean literally i loved relay races i don't have to be the last one taking the torch but i love to be a part to hand the torch torch over. And a lot of times my, you know, I am competitive, but my competition, the way I feel competitive is like my competitiveness is how can I do this better? How can I make this happen with many other people? I'm not thinking about myself solely. And I think (laughs) a lot of people have called me like, oh, you have a martyr syndrome going on. I'm like, no, I promise you it's not. There is sometimes a borderline to that where I'm like, give, 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 give. But that's something, you know, I'm always working on. But I genuinely feel you, me, anyone, we cannot maximize our potential alone. Yeah. We're humans. Connection is literally. It's key. It's key. There's no running away from it, no matter how much we try. And trust me, I've tried. I've tried to isolate myself in Nepal for like years And at the end, my guru told me, the monk that I was working with, like, you need to go back into the world. So Uh it's time for you to take all this and go back. So no matter how many times you separate, you have to integrate, right? Yes. Well, I feel like you can't, what is potential at the end of the day? Like who, whose potential is actually born out of isolation? Not that many people's. Most people's potential happens through impacting someone else in some form or fashion. It can literally be one person. It can be hundreds. It can be thousands. It's just, usually it's not, your potential is not just for you. I would say like nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10. (laughs) 
Yeah, because we're walking, talking, healthy projections. I feel like every human, as every person, our potential will always leave an impact. The most successful people in the world are those who are leaving impact and are known to be creating impact with others in a wholesome manner, right? And the more we look at it, I say this now, I mean, I wouldn't say this like maybe 10 years ago, a lot has been learned, right? Yeah. But I feel like the new luxury today is accessibility. When you're when you're thinking of being a brand, you're just thinking about being more authentic to yourself. And when you think mm-hmm. about that, the new luxury is accessibility. <laughs> the new luxury is connection, ethicality, multi-purposeness, and being fully immersed in the depth of everything that comes with that authenticity. And I love that now my brand is known, like I can go to Sway for resources. I can go to Sway for this. I can go to Sway for just a chat. I love that because that was my vision from the get-go. I want to be a safe space in whatever caliber, yep. you know? Yep. Yeah. And you've totally, you've totally built that, which is awesome. And I just applaud you. I applaud you mm-hmm. and I thank you. And it's so cool to watch everything you're doing. So I do want to take a minute to say, because of this evolution you've been going through, like, please share where you are at right now and what it does look like right now to work with you, knowing that this is going to continue evolving and growing and expanding with you. But as of this recording, what does that look like? What does that feel like to, to work with you? Thank you for asking. First of all, in this evolution, I'm an intuitive vision and brand architect. I've always been, but I've just stepped into this more a little bit now. Mm-hmm. And that means that I'm really passionate about activating power revolutionary, iconic brands for multi-passionate, creative entrepreneurs. Those who do not want to be stuck to one niche, those who want to be seen for all that they are without compromising on their financial freedom. And for me, that looks like working with expanding your multi-potentiality or taking your multi-potentiality and seeing how that can be branched through in multiple different ways. And that focuses more on working with me in the spaces of vision crafting or essence decoding. These are the two spaces that I'm totally lit about, lit up about right now. In vision crafting, we kind of go through a therapeutic process where I'm taking you through an intuitive therapy session where we're using intuitive power reading and reflective prompts to just dabble into what does that ultimate vision look like as you step into your next evolution as a visionary. Basically taking you from the dreamer to vision weaver space. And then essence decoding is kind of where we take that to the next level. We know what your vision is now. How does it want to be manifested in today's world? How, do, what, how does this evolution want to be mapped out? That's where we talk strategy. This is where I use my go-to combinational charts, where I put together your numerological, your Vedic astrology, human design, and gene keys, this combinational chart, to chart out what is the exact strategy that your brand wants to reflect and show up in so that your essence is decoded and spread through and through. So yeah, these are the two spaces that are lighting me up the most at the moment. Oh my gosh. I mean, they both sound so incredible and so, so much like a culmination of kind of everything you have been putting together over the past decade here. And, oh, I love that. Well, I'm going to put obviously links and whatnot of where people can find you because I know that that had to have spoken to people. (laughs) So I will just say I could talk to you literally for so long. Like I just love 
every single time we connect. Sway, I love our conversations. They just flow. I literally had no plan whatsoever for this. And we just chat, 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 chat away. And I love it. And I will just give you a chance if there is anything else that you just feel like is calling to you or coming to you, it's totally fine if not, but that you do want to just impart the listeners with. Um, I always do like to give a chance to do that at the end, just before we do sign off. So the biggest thing that's coming through in full force is you hold a multi-potent identity. There is no freaking way that you as a human being can be boxed or contained into a singular box or space. And because of that, you're multifaceted, multidimensional, and that makes your your identity a multipotent identity. And that means your purpose is going to be ever evolutionary. This is not talked about enough, but bring your attention to this. Your purpose is not gonna look the same from today to tomorrow. And that means you have the fucking permission to pursue multiple different things at the same time or pursue one thing through multiple different lenses. It doesn't take away from your worth. It doesn't take away from your skills, your talents or gifts. It just adds more to your multi-potent identity. So yeah, embrace the fucking chaos. That's your best friend. And that is where your evolution will keep charting. That's what I want to end this on. I love it. And it's it goes back to what you said. That's what makes you real. That's what makes you accessible. That's what makes you relatable. Spot on. Love it. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Sway. Thank you listeners who made it to the end of the episode. I love you all. I appreciate you. Always leave a rating, a review if you enjoyed this. I've got my information, Sway's information here in the notes section. So definitely connect with both of us and I will see you on the next one.